Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Disruptive Author. And in our Small Biz Matters series, today I'm talking to Kirsty Englander. And welcome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are That's you? Good, very, very good. Um, I am quite excited to be talking to you today and finding out about your business. Uh, we talked briefly recently about what you're doing and more importantly, what you're doing differently, which I think is really quite exciting. Um, and I know we've got, um, we've got an event coming up this week where you're going to be speaking. So I'll get the opportunity to find out more about you there, but I thought I'd jump in early and, um, and do a brief interview and, and get some of that gold before we get there. So I hope you're up for it. Yeah, always excited. Awesome, awesome. All right, so let's start with, would you like to just share with the audience who you are and like, your business and, and what you do and who you work with, I guess like a, an elevator pitch? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So my name is Kirsty Englander and I work in a digital marketing company called Englander Digital. And um, We're all about business growth. Um, we work with a variety of businesses from small to large and on a global scale. So, um, yeah, we pretty much work with anybody that wants to grow. And that's what we're all about. So digital marketing is the, the vehicle? Yes, that's, that that's the to tool help at the moment to help uh-huh. people grow. Awesome. Yeah. So what does that mean exactly? What is digital marketing? So... It's very similar to traditional marketing, but all done online. Um, the world is, everything's online. Like you go anywhere and everybody's scrolling their phone on Facebook, on Google, on all different platforms. What digital marketing does is, well, if you do it right, is it's supposed to take away the noise and put you in front of your target audience. So when you're scrolling, instead of you just aimlessly looking at random things that probably don't interest you, digital marketing will market to you in the areas that you probably want to look at or we hope you want to look at and then encourage you to purchase. So it's just about building trust online the same way as you would with face-to-face interactions. And so how long have you been doing this for? So I've been doing digital marketing now five years um, but I've been in business since I was 15 and always well, when it started to happen, um, I discussed digital marketing with the marketers and then with the business owner. So I was always the translator. Okay. All right. And so a just, while. And you just have like an understanding so you can actually do that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, a massive part is understanding business. Um, I've never just been in one industry. I've consulted and been around many. So understanding what a business actually needs it's kind of the difference between somebody saying, how many leads do you need? And, you know, the prospect or the client saying, I need five, but then actually understanding, well, out of those five, how many are you going to sign up? Because if you're not going to sign up anything from the five, we need to know how many people you need to speak to in order to get that sale. And that's not really a digital marketing approach. It's a business approach. So Totally. Yeah. But then you use digital marketing to make that happen. Um, Absolutely. So- well, where I'm going with that is so having that those years of experience because I've sort of dabbled in this marketing online business for myself a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing, there's a lot of trial and error that goes on, like, you know, test and yeah. measure, test and measure. So much trial Amazing. and error. 
So how did you get, you get to where you are? So I guess like how much of this have you done in that period of time yeah. that you can confidently to say to somebody, I can help you grow your business? Well, I um, lost thousands upon thousands of dollars in exactly that at the beginning. Uh, in um, the trial and, and, trial and measure. Yeah, yeah in the <laughs> A-B testing and the trying to understand the right platform and not just the right platform, but how it should look, how it should sound, what measurements you should be looking at, like everything. It was a bit of a nightmare um, okay. and it wasn't just in the digital realm like I also dabbled with it in my other businesses and I just lost and and now I joke and say I lost all that money to help my clients today um but what I did is I I stumbled on a new a different way so my method isn't to try and get sales straight away I'm all about nurturing so Uh instead of spending all my money on trying to get that person that's ready now 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 I'm not interested in them I'm interested in the 97, 98% of the market that aren't ready yet. And I'm going to nurture and educate. Yeah. Yeah, that's the bit you started talking about. Well, that's the bit that I thought was very interesting when we did speak recently. And I would love you to talk a little bit more about that. Like those numbers, where did those numbers come from? So what we found is when I was doing it for myself, and this was purely self-testing, is I always found that I could achieve two, 3% of sales now. So that would be, I would get somebody that was interested in a new website or when I was doing consulting, a, a new business to develop, or when I was in the claims industry, a new claim to work on and, and try and claim compensation for and all these different things. I could always find those clients like now, now, now. But then the week after I was constantly chasing my tail and trying to find more of those clients. So what was happening is I was trying to survive on, you know, two or three clients that quite frankly, they weren't the best clients because they were desperate and they needed it now. And it was really hard to focus on doing a good job because I was constantly thinking, well, I've got bills to pay. I've got wages to pay, electric, the normal stuff and literally no money in the bank. So Mm. I kind of thought, well, something has to change. And I I thought about all the other people that aren't interested in what I'm doing right now, but at some point they have to be. Like there's no, it's not a negotiation. You're in business. You have to be interested in marketing at some point. They're just not ready for me now. So I started to think, and obviously a lot of research, like I'm not reinventing the wheel here and just learning what other people are doing, trying not to recreate the wheel, but also trying to find the right approach for me. And all of a sudden, I thought, well, one of the main things when I look to buy is I want them to educate me. I want to build that trust. Like I won't buy a pair of shoes from Facebook just by looking at one ad. I have to hear from them a few times to know that I can trust that brand and I'm not going to put my money in where, you know, like I'm not going to get it back. Yeah. So that to me is exactly the same as when you go on holiday. The minute you see a McDonald's, you go, oh, I'll go there because it's going to be the same and I trust it yes. rather than the local, you know, burger yep. joint. It may not so, be good, but you know, it's going to be the same. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And you, yeah. you trust the brand and, and why shouldn't you? They've done a lot of marketing behind it, no matter how they started. Mm. Um, but if you look at marketing in the exact same way, I kind of realized that I had to start being a bit patient. That's not to say don't go after the 2% now, 
But I started to realize that I had to try something different and try something that was going to not just give me a client right this second, but drip feed my sales machine so that I never had to look for clients again. And that doesn't mean you turn off all your ads. It doesn't mean that you can stop and relax. It just means that now overnight we get 10 to 15 leads easy a night. And my agents are very, very busy. And that's all from our drip feed method. It's all from targeting the people that aren't ready yet, but in two, three months, they will be, which is really hard to say when you are desperate for clients and you're desperate for all this stuff. Yeah. But you, you know, you're going to continue to be desperate unless yeah, you just change goes the way on. you do things. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, and- that's honestly, it was purely a bit of a, a, few, a fluke, a little bit of science, a little bit of, oh my God, I need to do something because otherwise I'm going to lose everything. And that's how I came on it. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Like I've always been aware of those, there's um, certain figures floating around that about the first two or 3% of people will want to buy from you now. The next 37, 38% will buy from you you know, in the next little while, it could be a month, yeah. three months, six months, whatever. Um, and then the rest probably won't buy from you. So, you know, you can't just go, it would be exhausting just going for that two to 3% consistently. And you're going to attract because you're in that state. I really believe you attract people that are also in that state, which is not, as you said before, not the ideal client to be working with. Whereas a relationship, no with someone that's built over time and and of course as you say you've still got to be in that position where you you can give the time to this um and maybe that's something to do with planning I don't know maybe that's you know you probably had a plan I guess let's let's hear about that so it was all for me it was about trying to set this up in the easiest way possible you know I'm I've got a life I have a kid I've got a family well at the time I didn't have a kid but I did have a family and you know I I wanted to live my life I wanted to build like I've you know my plan when I was 17 was that I was going to be a multi-millionaire by the time I'm 30 and I'm now 33 so I'm behind schedule Um, but still working on it I hope (laughs) still working towards it nice Um, so the biggest thing for me when it came to the planning was that I knew this wasn't, it was similar, but it wasn't a face-to-face interaction. It wasn't like going to one of the chambers and talking to people. It was having to nurture, hopefully, thousands of people. So my approach and my plan to it was to put a system in place that could automate the processes before I spoke to them. So, for example, the ad would be up, they would download like a free ebook, let's say, And then from there, I get their email addresses that automatically goes into my system. We then have our content team. And if you don't have a content team, that doesn't mean you can't do it. You can get a system like uh, one of these AIs that will write all all of it for you. It is phenomenal. And, you know, there's no excuse not to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, it went into a system for me and then automatically emailed. And we emailed a minimum of once a week. So we did have the drop off. We did have people say, oh, you know, I don't want to be disturbed anymore. But we also had a lot of people that went, oh, hold on. So do you guys do this or do you understand how this works and things like that? So for me, the plan was to get it to a stage where, you know, people wanted to use us or were close to wanting to use us before they even spoke to us. And then by the time me or one of my sales team would call them, it would be awesome. Like, yeah, they're ready now. 
because I, I started all this doing telesales, like <laughs> telesales and LinkedIn, they were my platforms. And it's really hard work when you have to be everything to a business. Mm. So that was my plan. That was uh, the way I was going to do it. And to be honest, I'd already, I'd already lost so much money that if it didn't work, then I'd be losing another couple of grand and, you know, that I didn't have to lose. But, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, if I didn't do it, then I may as well have closed down because you need to have a strong marketing system. Well, and that, that just shows that you're leading by example too. But, like, I think you're you're unique from the point of view you are not focusing on that 2 to 3%. You're focusing on the, the rest um, and building relationships and that's your your primary focus. Um, I'm sure you're fine yeah. with saying, yeah, we can do an instant sale for you, no worries, um, yeah. and here's how you give us your money sort of thing. Um, but... <laughs> You know, the fact that you do that, I think that makes you unique. Do you think that's your unique, your USP, unique selling proposition? Or is there something else about you that, that makes you stand out? I think it's part of it. Um, like, I, I think I'd be naive to think I'm the only person trying that approach. I think a, a massive part, especially in the industry I'm in, is is the honesty and integrity part. Like, we we are very, very upfront and honest with our clients. We're to the point where we actually do fortnightly reports, monthly reports so that everybody can see where we are. Nice. But I think the the biggest point about us is that we're actually all business owners first and digital marketers second, which means that our unique angle is, I understand your business. I understand my business. I understand you know, a, a kitchen maker and I understand the claims industry and plumbers and electricians and I understand how the business works. And mm. when I don't understand it and we get, let's say, a locksmith in, which we have plenty, um, one of the girls used to make all the locksmith stuff. So she understands how that industry works. Nice. So we don't, um, not sure it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I actually don't employ on qualification because I can do all the digital training myself. I don't need them to have 50 years experience in digital I need them to have a, a good understanding of business and a very open mindset with a good attitude and I think that's probably our, our biggest um, unique point because I think many digital marketers fight for the people that have already been in marketing for a long time whereas I prefer to fight for the people that nobody wants right now but turn them into something because it's all about growth and I've always yeah. thought you you hire on character. Um, as you say, that's you can right. teach the skills, but the character is something that's hard to teach. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, and no, right with you say. on that one. And and yeah. even the dish, I love that, you know, someone with 50 years digital experience, that's a bit like Eleanor Roosevelt saying, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah. Because <laughs> no, digital, 50 years. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been long. Anyway, I know where you're going with that. Um yeah. So it just reminded me of that quote. Um, so with the digital stuff, so the fact that you focus, so a lot of people in small business, my understanding is that they build their business first and then as the, the need comes up, they start thinking about automating. You've done yeah. it the other way around and you've thought straight up, I need to automate so that I can grow the business. Um, not right. wait until I've grown it and then automate it so I can grow it more. Uh, so I yeah. think that's probably something that was pretty smart too. Well, I think that comes again from a bit of experience. Like I was in automation. I watched businesses, you know, I worked in corporate and I worked with tiny businesses from the ground up. 
and I watched them fail and it is heartbreaking because you love these people and you work with them and you you really want them to succeed but you know my my attitude is a clever business woman or man will plan for planning his busiest times for his quietest times and what a lot of business owners will do is they will because they're busy and normally being fools in the best way possible but because they are busy running around doing all this stuff they don't plan and then they get to a point where it becomes a little bit too late because to automate once you're already in a certain position makes it very very hard to keep growing in my eyes but you know I've absolutely and and don't get me wrong it didn't come to me overnight like I failed a lot (laughs) and succeeded as well and I've been in it a long time and probably a little bit too young I started um but you know it comes with the experience so Mm. you just learn these things and you know automation takes away jobs and the whole point for me is that I didn't want all these jobs and when I brought in a team my the point for the team was not that they had to hand write stuff in a system it was that they could work on growth and strategy and like looking after my clients and my business because that's what they're there for so there's parts that each area play with and I just think a lot of business owners get scared and lost so Mm. they just do what they feel is right Mm. wow so how many in your team now we are up to 20 god I should know this um (laughs) 25 I think isn't that nice in-house. when your business is getting to that point where you've forgotten how many people you've got? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I try. <laughs> I know it sounds awful, but I try and um, my project manager and general manager, they try and look after all that stuff. I'm too much of a softie. Like I give far too many chances and train far too much that it's uh, I shouldn't be in that position. <laughs> uh, so you're smart enough to know what you're good at and what you're not good at absolutely and I don't believe in trying to better what I'm not good at I believe in strengthening what I am good at more and more so Mm. I prefer to hire people that absolutely you know love the things that I hate yeah it's so so smart absolutely so um how are you disrupting the industry do you think how how are you shaking things up within digital marketing well I think we are becoming very much growth hackers But I think we're doing it in a very honest and reliable way. So I think a lot of the industry talk about getting all these conversions and quick, get all these sales. And and a lot of them are let down, even from the biggest companies who, you know, some of them I think are phenomenal. But even from there, like you see a lot of negativity and people that are gurus in this and, you know, will will sit for seven years (laughs) talking about how amazing they are. And then you use them and you're like, hmm. That didn't work. I think the way that we're doing this stuff is we're saying, well, hold on, let's just start. Let's look at what you're trying to achieve here. And let's look at how we can actually do this. And, you know, how how can you get to where you want to be without a a silly, like unrealistic expectation? So I think we like we do get a lot now of clients coming to us from other companies and they've not received anything because the it's all about the questions. It's all about the way that you ask this stuff. So this industry, like digital marketing in general, needs a good shakeup. It needs some honest, reliable people in it. And that's not to say that there aren't any now, but there's a lot of people that claim to be digital marketers. And I think ultimately, you know, nobody is a digital marketer. We all just have to keep learning and upskilling and 
you know, educating ourselves and our team. Mm. And I think doing the same thing over and over again for our clients and not changing with algorithms and all this other stuff is a mistake. So my thing is, is, well, I'm sick of the industry. One of the reasons I'm in the industry is because I was screwed over so much by the industry. Well. So it's, yeah, it's, so it's about now saying, well, let's mix it. Let's change things. Like, why do we have to do it this way? Because this is what one person has done. And yeah, so I don't know how much we're disrupting, but I know that we're certainly getting the results that many people haven't managed to achieve yet. So, And I just think, you know, with the growth (laughs) you've had, you're obviously doing something very right. Yeah, well, we try. And and again, it comes with, you know, just trial and error and, and just keeping going. Like it is, it's tiring and, you know, it's from, having to train staff to then having them leave to go somewhere else and then having to find your formula and systems and check the mistakes and deal with clients and all this stuff it is a tiring business all business is tiring and this industry happens to have a lot of pieces to it so you know I've gone through my wow I hate this industry why did I do this to oh my god this is the best industry in the world right back to wow I hate it and I'm getting out of it so it's um you just have to grow and you just have to be consistent, I think, and, yeah. and you get somewhere. And fall yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah, right, so exactly. In in summing up, as we wrap this up for today, what would be if there was one piece of advice that you could give to other people in business, uh, particularly so those micro businesses that want to grow, what would be the one piece of advice you, you would give them right now? Don't be scared of marketing so many businesses will wait on marketing because if it's the you know the minute a business struggles the first thing they do is turn marketing off it makes no sense don't be scared of it like sales marketing it is where you need to it is more important than getting the product right you have to market yourself and you know just because you're small does not mean that you need to you know that you need to use a huge agency or that you can't do it there are many many tools that you can use in order to grow your business that doesn't require having to use an agency that is going to charge you a lot or that you can't yet afford you know join join one of join mine or somebody else's mailing list so you can take all the tips and tricks while they're nurturing you and just educate yourself Mm, that's you know just be consistent yeah Yeah. so keep putting yourself out there in other words even if it looks things are looking grim just keep going Absolutely. You know, you can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows it exists, what's the point? Best kept secret, as they say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Look, it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, I would like to um, add your um, email list, your um, probably your your newsletter um, link to this, um, uh, the spiel that goes with the the podcast and uh, that way people can join your list if they want I, I, th- I just think marketing is something that we all struggle with we all you know seem to be trying to get it right and sometimes we do yeah. and sometimes we don't and then things change um constantly changing That's so, a thousand times yeah, yeah yeah so much fun so yeah. um I'm sure people would be happy to jump on board there and grab some tips from you so what's your uh, what's your web address just for the listeners so englander davis e-n-g-l-a-n-d-e-r-d-a-v-i-s.com yeah like england um, and then um, uh, 
Yeah, England with an ER <laughs> at the end. Yes. Um, and then what I can do is I can give you um, just a link to one of our uh, landing pages where you can just download a book if you want to, and that will capture an email address for us. But um, the one I'll give you is pretty, it's a good one and it's it's worth following. So. Awesome. I must do that myself. <laughs> well, there we go. Jump on there. But I just, <laughs> I actually think that's good that you have that funnel. Um, you're actually setting the example for other people yeah. of how they can just start um just have uh, that, everything we do is tested on us first yeah, yeah nice love it and you're still alive <laughs> and you're booming i know like just just <laughs> awesome it's been great yeah. talking to you thank you so much for joining me today and i'll look forward thank to uh, talking to you again soon sure bye thank for you now so much. Bye.